back with another episode of the Jersey Turnpike Boys. I'm Zach, but my co-host, Nick. Nick, what's going on, man? Ah, just finished some chicken cutlets and ready to talk some New York sports. Tommy Cutlets! (laughs) What a... We have some excitement in New York football right now. And he is Jersey's own Tommy DeVito. Coming from Don Bosco Prep. Straight to Big Blue. Loves his chicken Straight, Straight out of his mom's uh, house as well. Don't forget that. Straight from his mom's basement. Yep. We haven't recorded episodes since uh, Tommy DeVito started taking the field full time, Zach. Uh, What a a weird time it is in Giants football. We're worshipping an Italian quarterback that lives at home with his mom that's putting up subpar stats, but has somehow won four straight games as a Giants starter. I don't – what a time. Do you think this would be what we'd be talking about half in December? No, especially after – remember when he came in that Jets game and, and they didn't let him throw at all and he was throwing for like three yards behind the line of scrimmage and he had negative pass – the Giants had negative passing yards that game? Yep. And then he yeah, comes everyone... in and then he comes in the Vegas game and you're like, oh, God, this guy. Like, we're we're screwed. And then you're like, well, Tyrod's out, so this is like – this hope. might be the rest of the season. This like we're gonna get the number one draft pick. We're gonna basically lose every game and finish the season two and fifteen. Yep. Well, we were wrong. We were wrong. We were wrong for sure. Which um, may be bad in the long in the long term because right now the Giants are five and eight. It looks like they're not gonna get a top two, top three pick at this point. But man, is Tommy DeVito fun to watch though? And I've enjoyed watching the Giants play Monday Night Football against the Packers. He played mistake-free football, no turnovers. And He's played mistake-free football every game he started so far. Yeah, he hasn't been flashy. I think Monday night he had 150 plus yards passing and 70 yards rushing. So not the gaudy stats, not a gaudy stat line, but he did what he needed to do. He was a good game manager, and he came in less than two minutes in the game and get some in field goal range. And the giants win that game. And after that Saquon fumble and Packers were driving down the field, I was like, Oh God, this game's over. The giants are going to lose this. And DeVito comes down and leads that two minute drive. Like he ran that two minute offense, like a pro, like an absolute pro nails that pass to Wandell Robinson to get them into field goal, field goal range. It's definitely an encouraging sign seeing Wandell playing better. He was someone last year who was showing flashes before that ACL injury. So good to see, good to see him playing well. Jalen uh, Hyatt playing well. Jalen Hyatt playing well. No sacks that game. The offensive line solidified. The O line, yes. I mean, I would not say this is a a great O line. I don't know if I'd say it's a good O line, but they're playing decent right now. That they're, they're not playing bad football right now. So yeah, the Giants can go down to New Orleans and win another game. Honestly, that's a game. The Giants can win. If they win that game, they put themselves right in playoff contention. And honestly, Nick, if the Giants beat the Jets that game, we're talking about a playoff run for the Giants right now. That and a missed pass interference and a ill-advised 10 seconds of a runoff with um, the Buffalo game. That's two games that flipped out, that slipped out of their hands that they should have won. I think the thing that we're not talking about a lot because the Tommy DeVito story's gotten so much traction 
is how good of a coaching job Brian Dable has done and how good of a job Wing Martindale has done on defense. You know, I'm you're talking about like it kind of stinks that it's fun that we're winning these games right now, but what does it really mean in the long run? I think it actually is important because if the Giants lost out the rest of the year and were non-competitive in these games, now you have a question on your coach. At least I know now that I can be confident in Dable and what Dable can do. That's a good point. You know, I if we have the coach, it solves half the problems as it is. Look, obviously it's nice to have a top five draft pick and maybe start to rebuild this roster a little bit further, but if you have the coach, it solves so many problems that could be fixed even without a top five draft pick. So I mean, that to me is more the relief is that Dable's kind of gotten it together. I know there's some question marks, and even if he was going to get a third season as the head coach of the Giants, and if the Giants were to make another coaching change after two seasons, but I think you've instilled confidence in Dable and what he's done to win games with Tommy DeVito in at quarterback says a lot about him and his coaching ability of an offense and how to develop a quarterback and Wink Martindale on the defense. That the D looks good. The turnovers they're creating. They're crushing the turnover is, battle. That's how they're, they're crushing the games. turnover bouts. That's what's how they're winning right now. Yeah, they're crushing absolutely. the turnover battle. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau for all the criticism he got in the beginning of the year. He's playing like a top edge rusher in the NFL. Absolutely. One like of the best. One of the rushers. top edge rushers in the NFL. Yes. And he's playing clearly, incredible football. And clearly one of the best draft picks out of the draft last year. Um, Banks. Banks is playing unbelievable. Should obviously be one of the top rookie defense defense uh, players this year. Um, obviously, Dexter Lawrence had the best graded defense alignment in pro football this past week. Look, and on top of that, Zach. They're doing this without Leonard Williams, who they traded away for that second-round pick. And Seattle has only won one game since they traded that pick. The Giants are going to get a top-50 pick out of that deal for Leonard Williams as well. So, you know, look, in a season that had a lot of hope and lost, there's been a great fun story in Tommy DeVito. Um, Obviously, I think it's a little overhyped. I'm not going to lie. I'll be a little bit of a negative in that aspect. They're winning games with him in a quarterback. He hasn't really done anything flashy or spectacular, in my opinion. But Dable's coached up the team. Wink Martindale's gotten the defense to force turnovers, which wasn't happening at the beginning of the year. Joe Shane made moves and the draft picks that they're going to get in return to some of the trades they made, like Leonard Williams, is going to pay off beautifully because it's going to be a top 50 pick. Jalen Hyatt's starting to come around. Wandell Robinson, who we want to unfortunately really get a chance to see what he could do last year, is... Showing up, they're gonna get Darren Waller back. Things are looking up, and I guess even at five and eight, there's meaningful December games being played. When did the Saints, Zach? The Giants, if the Giants win out the rest of the year, they have a 92% chance of making the playoffs. Um, look, I know it's gonna be an uphill battle because they gotta go to the Eagles, play the Eagles twice. You can probably not count Hurts and the starters for the Eagles being in there for the last week of the season. So, yes, the Giants aren't going to be favorites going into New Orleans, and they might not be favorites at home against the Rams, but those are two winnable games as well. I think the toughest game is going to be that Giants-Eagles game on Christmas Day because the starters are still going to be playing for the Eagles. There's still going to be something to play for. Can the Giants somehow pull off a win in Philly? That's what I think is going to be the big thing. Yeah. 
because New be Orleans is realistic. New Orleans, they could definitely win in New Orleans this weekend, and I think they could beat the Rams at home. The two Eagle games, how you're going to beat the Eagles twice is what the problem is going to be. I mean, I think the Giants have a very good chance of going to New Orleans and winning this weekend. They're coming the off. Yeah, the, 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 the Saints have not been playing great football this season. No. The Saints don't scare you. No, but the Giants roster doesn't really scare anyone either. There's some players on it, but that doesn't mean it's an all-around good roster either. We'll have to see. It's going to be... It's going to have to be the Derek Carr show where they're going to have to force a lot of turnovers on him again. And Tommy DeVito's going to have to play average mistake-free football like he's been playing. Yeah. I'll be... I think that's that's the key. I, you just named it. I mean, there's no mistake. The Giants need to win the turnover battle, and DeVito can't turn the ball over himself. Yeah. And that's basically the Giants' key to success. Yeah. But, look, um, I know I'm maybe – piling on Tommy DeVito a little bit here and everything that's been going on. It's definitely is fun to watch seeing the family, seeing, you know, a kid that went undrafted, probably flopped at Syracuse really has some success in the NFL guy. We didn't even think should have been anywhere near the roster, the third string quarterback about a month ago, month and a half ago. Um, Yeah. It's a fun uh, story to see him win four straight games and, We'll see what happens. It seems like they've kind of solidified a lot of the problems and allowed any quarterback under center to succeed there. So we'll see. And uh, yeah, Tommy DeVito. We'll definitely talk about this for uh time to come. I don't know if Tommy DeVito will start another game for the Giants after this season, but it's going to be fun while we last and let's enjoy the ride while we have it. Yeah. It's like uh, Lynn Sanity. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. It, I've been hearing comparisons to that, Zach. The only thing is Jeremy Lin was putting up like all-star numbers when he went off on that run. Yeah, Tommy, for a short period of time, he was putting up yeah. all-star numbers. But, I, and again, I don't want to pile on negatively to Tommy DeVito, but has he really done anything that special? That last drive was orchestrated beautifully. I'll give it that. That got put them in field goal range. He played really well against Washington. His stats, he kind of put up a little bit of a gaudy stat line in that game. What, he yeah. had like 250 yards passing and three touchdowns? Yeah, that one's good. But, like, okay, be realistic here. Did he deserve to win NFC Offensive Player of the Week this week? I mean, no. he led – probably not. I mean, I have to look through what the other players' bodies of work. But I think Dak Prescott get going, getting that win over Philly at home is probably a, a bigger win. Yeah. Uh but the way he did that two-minute drill was, I thought, pretty impressive for no, a rookie QB. Were, the pass along Ondell Robinson, once that went, that play happened, we knew the game was over. We knew Even the that touchdown um, to Isaiah Hodgins in the back of the end zone? That was like, a good throw. Yeah, I'll give you that. That was a good throw, too. Yeah. They're starting to get contributions from the guys that we didn't see earlier in the year, too. Like, Isaiah Hodgins is coming around a bit. Um. You know, Saquon's healthy finally, so that one's kind of getting some more contributions. Um, Andrew Thomas being healthy is a big thing. I think that's yeah. a difference maker. Um, He's definitely the best player on that offensive line. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, oh, what's Evan Neal's status for uh, for Sunday? I don't know if he's going to go. I don't know. I got to see the practice report all up real quick. Um, But look, I think... Obviously, besides Daniel Jones being in a quarterback here, the Giants are playing the way we thought 
they would play. So to be honest, Daniel Jones's stats from last year weren't insane either. No. Right? And he got this $86 million contract. Basically um... playing slightly better than DeVito's playing right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, So Evan Neal was limited in practice, say, with an ankle. Same with Dexter Lawrence. Same with Darren Waller. Um, Isaiah Simmons with an ankle. Yeah, that's about it. Nothing, nothing telling me that he's going to play, but nothing telling me that he's not going to play either. Well, we'll see come um, Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. And just kind of going off, because obviously we haven't been on in a couple weeks, Zach. This whole Dable, Wink Martindale drama. It better Wink Martindale needs to come back. That's going to be a mistake the Giants are going to regret yeah. if Wink Martindale is not back. As I don't make anything of that. I don't really, I'm not going to really look in too much into that. I think it's a nothing story, to be honest with you. I hope so. The only thing they argue is over the last slice of pizza, Nick. And then they joked over some donuts the morning after, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dable's very good at dodging questions, let me tell you. Um, Speaking of coaches that are very bad with the media, Zach, interesting kind of development in Jetlands the last couple weeks. Zach Wilson doesn't want to go back in as the um, quarterback. There's some text going out about Robert Salas saying, texting a local reporter saying he doesn't want Zach Wilson as his quarterback. And then Zach Wilson goes and wins AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Go figure. You wonder where that came... Well, we knew the talent was there. I mean, there was a reason why he was number two overall draft pick, but yeah, go figure, I guess, this one. This is like... and The Jets have confused me with this situation because... If you had asked me last week, I would have said that this season was on Joe Douglas. Not getting anywhere near a competent quarterback to be able to be the backup to Aaron Rodgers at 40 years old. Yes, no one expected him to be out for the season to four plays, but it was foolish to let Zach and Tim Boyle be your backup quarterbacks to start the year. Um, But now I'm kind of more going down the route of, is this Robert Salas' fault? Is this the coaching staff's fault? Because this, you just said it, Zach Wilson has talent. Has there been no coach that the Jets have brought in to work with Zach that have gotten that out of him? And does Zach Wilson actually have potential in this league? Could he be a star quarterback somewhere else with the right coaching? And the Jets failed him. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean... Can you totally see Zach Wilson moving on from the Jets and Zach Wilson going somewhere else and like lighting it up? Like, can you totally see that happen? Someone that'd be so Jets. That'd be so Jets like to have that happen. And someone put this comparison to me because this is why I now think this is on solid this season. If the Giants coaching staff coached the Jets, the Jets would be a playoff team right now. Brian Dable's winning with Tommy DeVito as a quarterback. So Dable can show he can develop any quarterback out there and can put up a game plan to win games. Wink Martindale's a top defensive coordinator. That defense would still be playing the way it was, even if Robert Sala was removed from the picture. 
it, it this tells me two things. One, you're making a mistake by hiring a defensive focused coach as your head coach, especially when you invest in a young quarterback. Two, I genuinely do think that maybe Salah and the offensive coach that they brought in are the reason for the failures the Jets have had and the reason for Zach's failed development and the overall failure of the franchise and the rebuilding plan they had put together. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think the Jets right now, I'm just glad my I didn't give a quarterback $160 million in the offseason like the Giants did uh, to an unproven guy, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Jets, the Jets really haven't had a good quarterback since Joe Namath. Like, look, the Jets have failed to develop a quarterback for the last fifty plus years, and you got to say, like, hey, did they just miss in the draft every year? Did they miss in trades every year, or did it, or they just they just can't develop quarterback? Can't can't let's put their quarterbacks in a position to succeed. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to blame it on management and coaching at that point. Let's look at it this way. So the Jets probably, what, four last four first-round picks of quarterbacks. So it's Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Mark Sanchez, and probably before that I would think it's Chad Pennington, right? Yep. How many of those quarterbacks played under an offensive-minded head coach? Oh, I'd have to remember who the – so I'll give you in the early two thousands. No, no, no. Just go with Chad Pennington. Like Mangini, who Chad Pennington's coach was. I don't remember if Mangini was an offensive coach or not. But Mark Sanchez went with Rex Ryan, who was a defensive coach. Sam Darnold went with Todd Bowles originally, who was a defensive coach. Then went to Adam Gaze, who it was a male like Gaze and Days. Yeah, Adam Gaze and the Days. That should be investigated for making that decision to make him a head coach again immediately after the failure in Miami. And then you got Zach Wilson with Robert Sala now, who is a defensive coach. Had the Jets not gotten the right offensive-minded head coach to come in here and develop a top-five quarterback, top-five draft pick quarterback, that's what it seems like today. Or first-round overall quarterback. Because look at the other look at the other areas here. Um it's offensive coaches that are succeeding in this league. Andy yeah. Reid with Patrick Mahomes. Look at down in Dallas. McCarthy, now he took over the offensive play calling. Look at the offense this year. Yeah. Look at what Dak's doing all of a sudden. You know, Kyle Shanahan's winning with a, a quarterback they Mr. Irrelevant. Like, these guys are winning. Sean I guess Gaines this having success too, with Russell right? Wilson. You don't need a quarterback who's the number one overall pick or a first round pick or a second round pick. You can win with a late round quarterback or even yes. a drafted quarterback and you can win. Yes, but when you're in the position of you have a top five draft pick, you put all your eggs in the basket of that quarterback succeeding. Well, yeah, and when the you biggest take a mistake when you take a quarterback that high, yeah, you're pretty heavily invested. And the in biggest them. mistake you're doing is pairing him with a defensive head coach. Because unless you have a, a like a general once a generational uh, offensive coordinator, like an offensive mastermind at your OC, yeah. and you have a great quarterback coach. So far, that hasn't we haven't seen that uh, option out there. But it's Mike McDaniel too is another example too. Too is having 
his best season since Brian Flores got fired. At... Yeah, two and Tyreek. Look at that combo down in yeah. Miami. So much speed. I love I love watching their offense. They had a tough loss Monday night. <laughs> I didn't really love that the NFL did that Monday night. Um how nah. they had those two games simultaneous going on. That was kind of dumb. NFL's got a stacked week this week. They got the game Thursday night. They got uh Chargers Raiders, kind of a crappy game. That's a but dud there. They got three games on Saturday. Plus Sunday night slate and Monday night, I think they got Eagle Seahawks. So can never keep full weekend shit. of football this weekend. Yeah, um, we'll see though. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, you know, going back to Robert Sala though, as much as now I can say that this is his fault and it's coaching, that's the reason for the Jets' failure. Sala's still coming back next year. I don't Sala's think there's any back next year. Because Aaron Rodgers is going to want him back. Exactly. And we know Aaron Rodgers is is running this team at this point. Yep. So we're going to see what happens. It'll be interesting. Um, You know, a solid here in three years, unless they win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers next year, I doubt it. But even let's be realistic. What are the Jets' expectations next year? I don't necessarily, I'm not banking on them winning a Super Bowl next year like I was going into this year. Maybe the playoffs? At yeah, the Jets have to year. make at least the playoffs next year, be competitive in that AFC East. Tell you, they got a tough game this weekend. They really have to show what they're made of. We'll see how Zach does down in Miami. Miami's coming off a tough loss. So, look, I'll, and I'll start to be the optimistic guy too, Zach. Um, the Jets aren't out of it either. They could run the table as well and make a playoff threat. Yeah, well, they'll have to start. They're nine and a half point underdogs in Miami. So, Miami's been slipping be now with game. an injured Tyreek. And then who are the rest of their games? Well, I got to look at their schedule. Yeah, I know their schedule's favorable after that. They have to go to Buffalo, right? They have to go. No, they're done with Buffalo. They have to go. The com- the commanders come into town on Christmas Eve after that. That's a one. The commanders stink. The Browns are going to be. Team. They have to go to Cleveland to play the Browns. That one's hey, going to be a little tough. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco revenge Joe game. That balling. sounds like. Yeah. That sounds like a Joe Flacco revenge game to me. And then they got to finish against the Patriots in New England, which, again, that's going to be embarrassing if they lose that game. Um, I don't think that's a win. I don't think it's a guaranteed win, to be honest. There's something phantom about Bill Belichick and uh, the, Jets. the Jets. Yes, there's a huge phantom there. Even in Bill's worst year, he'll still find a way to get two wins against the Jets. I won't argue with you on that one. Um, Look, Yeah, but we'll see. Unless Some the Jets are playing helps. Carolina, you're not confident of winning any game. You don't think Let's they're be honest. The, you don't think they beat the Commanders at home on Christmas Eve? I mean, probably, but would you be surprised if they lay an egg and Commanders win that game by three? No. No, absolutely not. You never yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. You never know with the Jets. I won't disagree with <laughs> you. Would you be surprised if they lose that game 17 to three and they get no offense? And then Zach. Zach, I'm trying to be optimistic for our <laughs> Jet fans here. I don't need you dampering on the parade, all right? Same um, with the Giants. Like anything could happen. We could run the table. We don't know. Look, um, they could run one... the table. Devito could play, keep playing the way he does. I think we've pretty much seen Devito's ceiling, to be honest. Or he can kind of crap out, and then yeah, all hell breaks loose. And but at least I guess Tyrod is Tyrod active. Was he Tyrod active? is active? They decided yeah. not to play him. They decided to start Tommy Devito over Tyrod. Yeah, so that's good too. So I guess if he he. DeVito, uh, where to go down? At least we got Tyrod to back him up. Yeah. 
but it clears up cap space because you don't have to bring back Tyrod Taylor next year, and that's five million off the books they can use in other areas. Well, they'd have to sign Devito, right? He's on only on a one year deal. Yeah, but he's not gonna get five get, mil. Yeah, he's yeah. not gonna get five mil. Probably get so, one, two mil. Yeah. Speaking of uh, contracts, Zach, the evil empire of baseball. Just to touch on it real quick, is back, baby. Juan Soto is a Yankee. Yamamoto's next. I don't care about you and your stupid ass Steve Cohen money. That he can buy whatever player he wants. Juan Soto's a Yankee. Yamamoto's next. The evil empire is back. Yeah, obviously the big news in baseball right now is Otani going to the to the Dodgers, but the Yankees got a little overshadowed. But Juan Soto is a big signing for the Yankees. We all saw what he did in 2019, and he's been a, he's been a fairly consistent player. We all know the talents there. He's only 24, I believe, 24, 25 years old. now. Yeah, 25 and then years he'll old. go into a free agent deal next year. So we'll see. Could be in the Bronx long term. Could not be. I do like. I like it too because it is a tryout. They can see if Soto can actually succeed in the Bronx. Because if he flops this year, you're not stuck with him like you were with Stan when you traded for Stan a few years ago. So yeah, we all. I saw like the that idea. I like the idea of let's see if he can succeed in the Bronx, and then we can worry about the contract after that. I'm not oh. worried about any Steve Cohen money, Zach. Don't give me that big Uncle signing. Stevie crap. Steve Cohen's bringing hard, gonna bring a casino and Yamamoto to Queens to Flushing. The He's man, gonna turn Flushing around. The man wants to be He's on in a, a mission. The man wants to be in a big name organization, be with a winner. He's gonna go to the Yankees, man. The Mets rotation Steve right Cohen, now is terrible, so they need they I'll, need another arm. I'll tell you, Zach. Just to end it on this note, you can get all the money and you want. You're still the Mets. All You're right. Just the Mets. The same old Mets. No matter what you do, you change the owner. You get a guy that will spend billions of dollars on your team. You're still the same old Mets. Nick, before we go, thoughts on in season tournament, NBA. Good, bad. I didn't watch much of it besides next games. And they I thought just trade them like regular season fun. games. Tough loss against Milwaukee, but I think the tournament was a good idea overall. Uh Shout out to the Lakers. Props to the Lakers. Get that win. That was I thought it was exciting uh basketball towards down LeBron the stretch, with another so. fudgier wing ring with the Lakers. Yeah. COVID bubble championship and now a fake tournament championship. Whoop de doo. I think that's all the time we have for today. As always, thank you for listening and make sure to follow us on social media. Yeah, thanks for listening as always, guys, and we'll see you next time. Till next time. Hopefully Tommy Cutlets gets the job done in New Orleans.